Greetings, friends, and welcome to the Workforce Insights with Employment Milwaukee podcast, where workforce development is our business. I'm Tim McMurtry, and I serve as Community Relations and Outreach Manager for Employment Milwaukee, the local workforce development board serving Milwaukee County. I'm filling in on today's episode for our terrific president and CEO, Chaitania Brown, who typically hosts the show. So strap on in and get ready for a fun and insightful ride. As we continue the recovery process from the disruptive COVID-19 pandemic, there are a number of promising signs. More and more people are getting vaccinated, educational institutions and gathering locations such as restaurants and sporting event venues are slowly increasing capacity and some of the other restrictions related to public health and safety are also being lifted. Perhaps the most encouraging sign of the post-COVID recovery is the increase in employment opportunities and jobs that employers are looking to fill. And on the workforce and employment journey, we all have had to start somewhere. We are delighted at Employment Milwaukee to facilitate the Earn and Learn Community Work Experience Summer Youth Employment Program, wherein young people aged 14 to 18 are able to secure summer employment. For many of the youth, the Earn and Learn program serves as their first job and helps them to establish their pathway to additional future employment. To this end, today we are delighted to be joined by special guests Shana Anderson, Employee Milwaukee uh, Program Specialist, and youth worker James Swain to share more about the Earn and Learn program as well as the impact the program has had in the lives of young people who have participated in the program itself. Well, let's dive right on in. Shayna, as a program specialist for the Office of Career Exploration, can you share a bit more about what that role entails? Sure. So part of my job um, as a program specialist is to help monitor the contracts that I'm assigned. So currently I work with the in-school youth population under WIOA, which is the Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act. And it's really just money that we get from the government to help um, fund work experiences for young people. And it's a wraparound program. So a lot of what we do is uh, referring to all of the young person's needs, not just uh, the needs that are presented from the workforce perspective, but a lot of times referring them to um, housing if they have homelessness issues, or if they um, are pregnant or parenting, if they have basic skills deficiencies, with, which really just means that maybe they're testing a little bit lower in reading and math. And so we are really um, gauged with the task of working with our contractors who actually do the direct services with monitoring their contracts to make sure that they hit their goals, that we're serving as many youth as possible, and the data management side, which is a little bit more boring and looking at the <laughs> contracts, the terms of the contract, and just making sure that things make sense in the systems that we use. Excellent. This sounds a little bit more than just a jobs program, then. It sounds more like a quality of life enhancement type of program and situation. Is that a fair assessment? It's very fair. I think that um, one of the a main task of Employment Milwaukee as a whole is to really be there um, as a resource for the community in whatever aspect we're needed. So we come across as being this workforce development board, but when you get into the weeds of it, we really try to help um, any of our participants, um, adults or youth, to 
meet whatever needs that they have. If we can't meet those needs, then we um, definitely know a resource that can. Nice, nice. So how has the COVID-19 pandemic affected both the compliance component of the contracts, as well as how our partners and Milwaukee partners, how have they kind of navigated that and, you know, kept pace with, you know, the goals and different things that have been set out? Sure. Well, with our in-school youth program, um, it was pretty difficult because we contract with Boys and Girls Club and they're the ones that actually do the direct services with the youth. And they were all stationed in the schools. And so the schools immediately shut down um, with COVID. And so so did their office spaces. And so a lot of the work that they did really came to a halt in the immediate. And we really had to, you know, figure out what can we do virtually? How can we still reach these youth, you know, reaching out via Zoom and the other virtual platforms, um, making sure that all of the youth had computers to even have that technology access was another barrier that um, was met between Boys and Girls Club and MPS themselves, um, as well as um, our program for Earn and Learn was greatly impacted because the week that the shutdown happened, which we're just hitting you know, our year anniversary of, was also the week um, that we came out with the applications for Earn and Learn. And traditionally, um, part of the application is online, part of it is bringing in some documents, and so we had to really pivot immediately to make sure that we were serving the needs of our um, participants and applicants by adjusting the way we worked. You know, we we had to um, move all of our processes to being virtual, not just some of them. And so it was it was a huge barrier at first. But the team that we worked with worked diligently and really quickly to make sure that we could meet those needs. Excellent. Excellent. Sounds like you guys on the team were very, very nimble with that. That sounds like a, a tough circumstance. I mean, this COVID-19 disrupted everything. Things kind of shut down. Schools are ground to a halt. And it sounds like most of the recruiting typically takes place at the schools. But if the schools aren't open, you know, hey, that's a, a tough situation to navigate. So kudos to you all in being able to navigate that. Now, I know that under most circumstances, you know, employment walking usually, you know, services between 1,000 and 1,200 youth for the summer earn and learn program or the work experience. And last summer, due to the circumstances surrounding the coronavirus and some of the things that you just mentioned before, those other factors, that number was reduced to just over 400 students. You know, so on the one hand, it was a reduction. But on the other hand, Employment Milwaukee's summer youth program was the only one of three local summer youth programs that were still even able to be facilitated and did not get canceled. So hats off again to you all for your creativity and resilience in making it work and finding ways to do a hybrid in-person um, online you know, kind of a, a, a model. Now, considering those challenges of last year and carrying over into this year, even though some things are starting to loosen up a bit, are there some practices that were implemented last year that have carried over because they were so effective that you all are still using now in the recruitment process? Absolutely. Um, the virtual process that we set up last summer, where the participants not only do part of the application online, now we um, continue to do the process of doing the second part online too. So they typically will bring in their supporting documentation, you know, whatever documentation that proves that you are who you say you are. Usually they will bring those things into us, but now we've been able to use that online platform to actually um, collect the documents as well. So they can just upload right into the system and it comes right to us. 
they'll get a virtual, um, they'll get an automatic reply saying that they finished. And then we will reach out to each um, applicant one-on-one to let them know if they completed the process or if they need to resubmit anything or if it wasn't clear enough. So that practice is definitely one that um, worked well last year. It was very um, time consuming though. So it was, although we only had about 400 young people participate with us, it felt like 4,000 because it was just a lot. (laughs) It was a lot of work. Like it's it's no um, easy feat. Was, so, the, was the work, I don't mean to cut you off, but on that yeah. very point, was the work more in setting up the infrastructure for this kind of new way online piece, or even after it was set up, all the associated processing made it seem like it was, you know, 10 times the 400 number that yeah. actually participated? It was both. It was both. Honestly, we did have a platform that we were already using that had more capabilities, Mm -hmm. um, but there were just a lot of things and a lot of just background things that had to happen. And so me and like a couple of people were like working 10, 12 hour days every day for months on end because it was it was just a lot that had to go into the planning and processing of it. And we only had a few people on staff in in the youth program at that time. And so just processing can take anywhere from 30 to 40 minutes for one application because it was just so tedious. Mm -hmm. And so um, we've gotten that down a little bit and been able to make it more um, smooth, but definitely was a huge challenge for us and continues to be, you know, challenging. It's just more um, our team is adaptable, easy to work with, and we have more of a staff now. Mm -hmm. Um, So that makes it easier, too. So they're a little bit quicker to um, to process and also just having a team that um, is really willing to get into the weeds with us, you know, really willing to uh, pivot if they're doing something else to, to help make this process work. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's good stuff. How many, if there is a certain target, what is the target number that you all are looking to uh, service this year for the, for the program? Um, well, there two aspects to that. One, the, as far as the youth, we definitely are targeting somewhere around what we usually would do, you know, outside of the pandemic between a thousand and 1200 youth. Um, we're also, usually we have about 70 to 80 work sites that we work mm-hmm. with. Um, last year we worked with about 40. Um, so we're really looking to increase that number so that we can service as many youth as possible and as safe as possible because we don't have the luxury of putting so many um, young people at one site due to social distancing and, you know, young people not being able to get vaccinated and everything at this point, you know, we just want to do as much as we can as working with as many employers as possible. So that even if you're willing to hire one young person and you're listening to this, please reach out to us because we really, really want to make that partnership with you. And what would be the best place to reach out to uh, Employment Walkie for this particular program? for those that are interested in a work being a worksite partner? Sure. It's right on our website, employmentwalkie.org backslash earn and learn, or you can just go to the main page, employmentwalkie.org. And right on that main page, there's a header that says, if you want to know, know more about earn and learn, click right on it. It'll take you to the page. One portal will take you to for students to apply or for young people to apply for participants. And the other will take you to a worksite application. So either way, if, Whatever you're interested in, we're here to get with you. You can also email us at earn.learn at employmentwalkie.org. And that goes to all of the youth staff. So any one of us will make sure that we get back to you. 
Excellent. Excellent. Now, with this dual recruitment, both of young folks who are interested in working for the summer, as well as work sites that are interested in partnering, providing the opportunities, is there a time frame for registration that is the same or different or overlap between both of those distinct groups? Work sites is May 7th. Participants is May 8th. But typically they get extended. It's really based on how much funding we get. So we make funding projections. And if we don't have enough young people that have applied at the time of the deadline, then we usually extend it. So it just depends on what comes down the pipeline. But right now it is the seventh for work sites and the eighth for participants. Gotcha. Gotcha. That is excellent. We're also joined by a young youth worker, rock star, and I'm going to get to him in just a second. I have a couple more questions for Shane and we're going to let our rock star share from the youth perspective how his experience has been you know, with the Earn and Learn program, the adjustments have, you know, been both outward facing, you know, both to the workers as well as the work sites having to make the adjustments, workers having to do things that they might not have done before, such as the online application, all this kind of stuff or elements of it. What has your, uh, what's been your biggest adjustment, Shana, personally in the whole you know, pandemic universe, both from the work perspective, as well as, you know, just from your personal life, the adjustments that had to be made. Sure. Um, <laughs> do you have three hours? <laughs> <laughs> give, give us the two minute version yeah, of that three yeah. hour dissertation. <laughs> sure. I'll definitely try. So um, as far as the pandemic, just, you know, essentially just grounding us all, you know, it just really made us all just kind of stand still. Um, I had a special needs son um, who is immunocompromised. And so we were really concerned with how this pandemic was going to affect us. He has, um, he had lung issues and whatnot, and unfortunately ended up passing last summer um, from something unrelated, but also respiratory related. And he was only three years old. So that was a huge, huge impact on my life and my family's life and not being able to really mourn the way you typically mourn because of COVID, you know, trying to be safe, not having too many people involved. And he passed on the day that my new baby was born. So it was just, it was a lot of adjustment. Um, We couldn't really have family come and support us at home the way we typically would, because, you know, now we have a newborn and, you know, so it was just a lot going on personally. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was a lot of growth that happened for my family and whatnot um, in 2020, to say the very least. Yeah. Thank wow, you. that's 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 powerful indeed. One last question for you on on, on that tip. Given the the heft yeah. of that experience, I mean the epitome of bittersweet. Right. What have been some of the I guess best practices that you and your family have you know kind of implemented to cope with you know that challenge to get through it and not come out bitter? Because there's been a number of things that happened you know, from the social perspective that people were dealing with, you know, increases in different things ranging from suicide to depression yeah. on just the impact of heavy stuff like what you guys endured. How were you guys able to kind of press on through and come out on the other side, being able to keep pushing forward? Yeah, Tim, um, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I do a lot of First of all, I've been in therapy for a long time because my son, he had a very traumatic birth 
And so his whole life was just really hard. And so mm-hmm. dealing with that, um, I had a therapist for a while so that I could be equipped to deal with more heavy, you know, stuff and just to grow as a person in general. And I think that um, when the pandemic hit and, you know, we went through losing him, that for us talking about it and being transparent about our journey, it was very important. And it's definitely very important for me. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, it's not a secret what happened. Um, I think that people need to, um, have community even more now because, mm-hmm. I, because I'm not able to just hang out my worries away, you know, try to bury it by being around people and, you know, do all the things that, that can help with grief. Um, I really had to learn to say out loud that I'm hurting today and I need help today. I need, mm. I need to be able to talk through. And, and that's the thing about it. Like a lot of people will say, I don't know how you're doing it. I don't know how you got through that. I could never, I couldn't imagine, but we're dealing with the pandemic that has seen over 500,000 people dead. Like mm. I'm not the only one who has lost a loved one. And mm-hmm. so but just because he wasn't lost specifically from COVID, a lot of people are dealing with this, like you said, stress with um, dealing with suicides and depression and all of that sort of thing, because the season that we're in, it's hard mm-hmm. and it's tough. And that's why I think being transparent, being willing to be helped and heard and knowing that I'm, I have a village around me that's willing to support me. But even if nobody around is is there to support me and get through the issues that we have gone through, mm-hmm. I know that I'm enough just because I am. It's, it's, it's good to say it, but you got to live it. It's a day-to-day decision to say, yes, I'm hurting right now, but mm-hmm. trouble won't last always. And mm-hmm. I'm worth the effort of pushing through. Like it's worth going through the hard times to get to the other side so that you can live because there is no justification in you in you being here and the only thing that you're here for is to hurt that's mm-hmm. that's not true that's a mm-hmm. lie you're telling yourself and so you know i just keep telling myself the truth keep keep speaking you know my story to as many that are willing to listen um and just you know sharing and joy you know even though we went through a tragedy it's been an absolute blessing to have a new baby mm-hmm. it's almost nine months and um he's really been a blessing to the family he's definitely helped us grieve as well Wow. Powerful, powerful, power. I almost feel like 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 you didn't, didn't preach something. Feel like saying, <laughs> turn to your neighbor and say neighbor. <laughs> no, that is that that's awesome stuff. Particularly that piece about, you know, that I am enough. You know, the yeah. key things that you've talked about there was being willing to reach out, you know, for help, you know, being transparent, having community, having some folks that you can support and individuals, you know, such as you know, folks that are here and even you listeners out there, you know, you are somebody's community. So now, you know, you can be empathetic. You can be supportive. You can come rally around folks. And to your point, Shana, that even if you don't have that community that's at your fingertips, you have to muster it up from, you know, within. Mm -hmm. I I heard a gentleman say one time that um, hard times don't destroy a person. They make them indestructible. Mm. And yeah. And so yeah. coming through on the other side, you come out on the other side, a different person. Oh, yeah. Entered that journey in on. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's real, real, real deep. Well, let me go ahead and keep it going for our bus out of Hammond B3 organ up in this piece. <laughs> We're going to get the little rock star up in here and share some of his insights with us. Uh, welcome again to the show, James, brother James Swain. So, James. How you doing today, man? 
I'm doing great. Thankful for this opportunity today. Thank yes, you. indeed. Our pleasure. Thanks for making yourself available to join us. Now, you were part of the Earn and Learn program last summer, working with the Boys and Girls Club, as was mentioned earlier. Uh, was that your first work experience or no? Um, it was not my first work experience. Um, but overall, it was really fun for me, and it was a great opportunity. And I 100% recommend it to any uh, new person in the Earn and Learn program. It's not hard. Gotcha. Got. What were the, the the top one or two things that you enjoyed most about it? Um, the hours. So I was working uh, two jobs over the summer, so I was able to fix uh, the earn and learn and my other job, and um, how fun it was. You know, I got to meet new people. I got to have fun every day, and it wasn't hard. You know, I'll wake up wanting to go to work. Night. That I wake up wanting to go to work. That's what I'm talking about. Industrious young man and work two jobs. So, so with 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 that, you know, it sounds like you have you know excellent time management skills. You ex- have excellent ambition and go getterness. Um, our goal with the Earn and Learn program is to really to help equip young people, you know, with skill sets that they're able to move on to other opportunities as well and navigate the workplace you know, landscape. And I understand, you know, that you, this upcoming summer, will be working with We, we Energies. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. What's, what's, tell us a little bit about that opportunity, how it came about, and what you will be doing over there. Um, I got, uh, with my school, I had a, uh, I had a program opportunity. And what school is it? Uh, go to my year high school. Gotcha. So I had a program opportunity, and I feel I worked hard, and I got into that. Um, right now, I don't have much details. I've been training. My second training date is coming up, but I went went to my first training. So I don't really have much details, but it's starting up this summer. So Nice, nice. As you go into this new opportunity, what were some of the things that, you know, you looked back on that you'd already been involved with that made you say, you know what, I'm ready to take this next step. I have the the goods to rock and roll in this next uh, endeavor. What were some of the things that you recognized about yourself that gave you the confidence to even pursue this opportunity? My uh, skills to uh, meet new people and work hard, like take that next step on uh, uh, being a young adult. Okay, okay, excellent. What advice would you give other young people when it comes to the earn and learn program and, and, and working and being able to earn some bread for yourself? Um, some advice I would give will be, you know, show your peers why you got chosen. by just working hard, doing your job. I know it can be really fun at times, but just remember to work hard and make good impressions in the long run because, you know, those impressions can really help you and show them why you got picked. Just, you know, working hard, showing up on time. You know, just have fun. That is excellent advice. You have wisdom beyond your years. Work hard and make a good impression. That's yeah. advice that can follow on for the rest of their lives. Let me ask you this. When I first got, when I first started working, I worked my first job was La Frontera Restaurant. And I was a dishwasher. And that's back when minimum wage was three thirty-five. So I was making three thirty-five an hour. And my first raise was to three fifty. And <laughs> I remember being able to have money to go and uh, think, I forget the manufacturer, but they had these soft batch chocolate chip cookies. It might've been Keebler. And I got a whole pack. And because I bought them, 
I ate the whole pack too. <laughs> Have you had any experiences of big baller purchases that you've made since the money is yours and so I, I pay for this my own money. Any any purchases that you have since you've been working? Of course, you know, I like to buy clothes and shoes. My mom always tells me, you got to be smart with your money, put in your bank account. But I feel like when the money I make, I just spend it all. But sometimes I regret that. Like, mm-hmm. I wish I would have put money into the bank. So, but yeah, yeah. There's those times where you just splurge out, go to the mall, just buy stuff with your money. Gotcha. Gotcha. Last couple of questions for you. It is important to, you know, have some spending money, some save, you know, some invested so the money can get a job and make money for you as well. Right. Um, what have been your biggest adjustments during this, you know, pandemic situation? Personally, what things have been your biggest? Um, hey, man, I got to do this a little bit different than what I did before. Um, personally, uh, probably um, loss of friendships, you know, being better off uh, doing things on your own and becoming a young adult for me, those are the top three things. You know, now that people are, you know, socially distanced, not just because of the uh, pandemic, well, actually, yes, because of the pandemic, but like social distancing, you really have to become a young adult and take that next step, especially because I'm a junior high school. So it's coming towards the end for me. So I have to take that next step. The last couple of questions for you, being a, a junior in, in high school and, you know, working the two jobs, again, like I talked about, you have great ambition. What do you attribute your work ethic to? Was it the just the desire, hey, I want to get my own money. I want to just, you know, be independent, you know, so to speak. Or was it some other thing that drove you because we hear sometimes with young people they just don't want to work young people they just want to be on the gram and social media they, but you sound like you're totally opposite of that i'm sure you have social media and stuff like okay. that too but your ambition has been impressive and it would be you know great as an encouragement to other young people that hey you can still work two jobs and still kicking and have fun as well what was your drive to get two jobs and still be there on time and make good impressions and be responsible what would you explain that as um my drive probably just uh the money (laughs) (laughs) i don't know it's kind of hard to explain but um it's not it's not like i have anything really more important to do kind of so i just you know like to get my money and I guess I'm just a hard worker naturally. Got it. Last two questions. This is for both of you guys. Well, first for you, James, then for both of you, then the very last, last question. Um, with regards to the Earn and Learn program, you had touched upon it a little bit earlier for young people who are interested, maybe on the fence. So I don't know if I want, I'm thinking about it. But what would you encourage them to do relative to the Earn and Learn program for this upcoming summer? If you really don't have anything to do, Look forward to the Earn and Learn and get into the Earn and Learn. It's going to be a good opportunity for you. Again, to you, it's going to be 100% a good choice. It's going to be fun, easy money opportunity. And it's, it's not that hard of a work. So, you know, get into it. Excellent. Excellent. And the last question then for the both of you, um, as we are wrapping up here, any parting pieces of you know advice or encouragement or shout outs to 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 our guests and we'll start again with you james and then we'll close out with you shana you're not alone there's a lot of teens that probably in the same situation as you in fact i could be in the same situation i would just say go for it you know it's better than just being in the house because who knows it could be another pandemic so you know get into it it's my advice 
Excellent. Thank you. Shana? I think James said it well. You're not alone. Whether you are a parent that's listening and you have a young person or you know somebody who um, needs something to do this summer, make some money, um, have an opportunity to build up that community again. Um, they can be a part of a work site virtually or in person or a hybrid opportunity. Um, it's whatever their comfort level is and, and the opportunity that we have to match them. I would say in general, I know that the pandemic is up, you know, lifting up some restrictions and some things are, are able to be in person again. And we would love to have you with us if you feel comfortable and ready um, to send yourself a loved one, a friend um, to join us at the Employee Milwaukee family who are and learn. We'd love to have you. Excellent. Can you repeat one more time the registration timeframes for both interested uh, students who want to work as well as the work sites and best way to contact Employee Milwaukee? For work sites and participants, our applications are open right now on our website at employmilwaukee.org backslash earn and learn. Or you can just go right to employmilwaukee.org and it's on the front page. Our application deadline for work sites is May 7th. And our application deadline for participants is May 8th. That's a Saturday at 3 p.m. Um, we would love to hear from you. If you have any questions and you want to give us a call, you can at 414-270-7550. Or you can email us at earn.learn at employmilwaukee.org and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. Excellent. Thank you so much. And Shana, James, you guys have been excellent guests today. Lots of wonderful information and insights and even uh, personal disclosures. We really appreciate that. I'm sure our listeners will be able to take a lot away from the discussion today. And listeners, we have come to the end of today's episode. So thank you for joining us for this episode of Workforce Insights with Employ Milwaukee. And I am your host for today, Tim McMurtry, filling in for our wonderful president and CEO, Shaitania Brown. You enjoy the rest of your day. Make it a good one. Remember, you are not alone. Until next time, make it a good one. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Workforce Insights, where workforce development is our business. Make sure to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. To learn more about Employ Milwaukee, visit www.employmilwaukee.org. That's www.employmilwaukee.org. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back next time with a new episode.